This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Go 24-7 podcast. It is officially game week. It's been a long offseason. Uh, we're finally here, though, as LSU gets ready to take on Florida State. We got a preview here for you on the Go 24 7 YouTube channel, or if you're listening on podcasts, Apple, Spotify, wherever you may get that, make sure to like, subscribe, follow on all of those channels. Bryce Good alongside Glenn West and Dylan Sanders. Guys, I just said it. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, there is, uh, I don't know how many more articles we can write about the, you know, uh, the offensive line, the secondary. We're going to find out here in a couple of days what this team looks like in Orlando on Sunday night. I'm excited. I know you guys are excited as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. And as we kind of dive into this preview, we'll take a take a look at three different parts. Who is Florida State? What has LSU said about Florida State? And then keys to an LSU win. So, Dylan, I'm going to pass the baton here to you to kind of start things off. Who is Florida State? What should fans know about the Knowles coming into this game? I know that you worked on an article about this, but what are some of those highlight pieces uh, that make this Florida State team preseason number eight in the country? Well, you know, the it was the first game last season, so you really expect it to be a lot of the same. Um, but it probably couldn't be further from the truth because half the team is transfers and, and new, which is, you know, which is fine. That's not a derogatory thing I'm trying to say. Like, it's it's just that's just how they decided to build the team. Uh, it's, it's that's just a way that you can do it nowadays. Um, and they added some really, really intriguing transfers. Um, first off, the first thing you need to know, because it's going to be a problem the entire game is the fact that they have one receiver on their depth chart uh shorter than six foot two um mm. and that, that's 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 the main thing because they're really really tall they have six foot seven johnny wilson six foot four keon coleman a, a transfer from from michigan state um they have uh six foot three jaheem bell who is kind of like a hybrid h back tight end slot receiver um, that is going to be used really well in Alex Atkins' offense, that he likes to use those gadget-type players. And Jaheim Bell is, should be a really good one who's been at South Carolina and not been used very well. Um, so that's going to be the main headache, I think, for a lot of LSU fans is how do you guard everybody being really, really tall whenever your defensive backs are not very tall? Um I mean, they're talented players, so there's always that aspect. But they are they're short, um, and mm-hmm. like it, whenever you look at the the matchup, so it's it's hard to to not really focus on that. Other than that, you have Jordan Travis, who is a really really good quarterback. Uh, Jane Daniels, number two at Heisman odds, but Jordan Travis at three. So you, you have this guy who is a you know this is his fifth year. He's he's playing very good football. He has all the intangibles. He he's athletic. Uh, he he had the you know like about thirty rushing yards, accounting for sacks last year. Um, so you know not the one hundred and fourteen that Jaden had, 
but respectable and still a threat that you have to worry about. Um, and their offensive line is going to be protecting – that's going to be protecting them is the best it's ever been there. Well, not ever, but in a uh, best in a while. Um, but they do have a couple of transfers who come from like Colorado and UTEP. So they're highly touted transfers, but maybe they haven't played the type of athletes that LSU has on the roster, which could be, a, you know, a benefit. Mm-hmm. On defense, uh, they're kind of similar. They have the linebackers are all the same uh, for, as last year, but the the they have Jared Verse, who is scary to put to put it uh, put it lightly. Uh, I cannot wait to watch Jared versus Jared versus versus Will Campbell. Um, that's the matchup of the week in college football, in my opinion. That 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 one v one. Then you have uh, Ventrell Cypress, a transfer from Virginia, all ACC last year. Um, you have Akeem Dent in the back. Um, so they're a good team. They're a really really good team. I think is is how I'd put it. Um, and their strength is going to be, I think, the offense. I think that's where that's where the biggest threat is going to be. So LSU is going to have to score a lot of points. Glenn, any thoughts on this? What stands out to you as you've kind of looked into Florida State, some maybe the numbers? I know we're going to have a piece on that later this week before we get to game week. But any anything that Dylan didn't mention that really stands out about this Seminoles team? Yeah, the, the size of the receivers was something that I kind of pegged a little bit later than maybe some. I, I – I knew that they had some size there, but I wasn't sure if if just how big of you know a receiver core that was. You talked about some of the the size they have there at receiver, but LSU has, I want to say maybe only one defensive back that's over six feet. I mean, Zay Alexander I think is six two, maybe six three, um, but other than that, you got a lot of five eleven, five ten, six footers. Um, and so we, we were talking yesterday a little bit with with Greg Brooks, and he just talked about the physicality that they're going to have to have um, with, with with those receivers. And um, I, I think LSU's in a in a in a spot of kind of not really knowing what they have back there in the, in, in the secondary. Mm. You know, you have to really see it on the field here before you kind of believe what you know has been said or what you've seen in fall camp. I mean, I think there were some some really good moments, some really strong days from, from LSU during the parts of fall camp we got to see uh, in the secondary. But then there were also some some days where the offense kind of had its way. And so um, which version of that group shows up is going to be a huge, huge X factor in this game. Um, going to be something you have to follow. Um, I also agree that um, the, the Jared Verse versus Will Campbell matchup I think might be the most important in this game um, in terms of just – trying to limit what that guy can do. I mean, if you're able to get Will Campbell on the outside with him in one-on-one and Campbell's able to hold his own, that really opens things up, I think, for LSU's offense where you don't have to double-team Jared Verse. You don't have to put any additional kind of resources into trying to slow him down. I think it really opens up things from the running perspective and who you're going to be relying on there. Um and, and and also obviously from from the passing from the passing game as well and, and just kind of having that protection there for Jaden and um, I I just think that LSU this is going to be an offensive game the, the more I research this game this is going to come down to two offenses um, and, and I think that really whichever offense kind of gets the ball last which offense kind of is cooking in the fourth quarter. I think that's going to be the team that ends up winning this game. I, I think it's going to be a close one, and um, I, I just think that 
you know, when you look at Florida State's team, there's really just um, talent everywhere. But I think LSU also has talent in the top 22, like when in you know 11 on 11 and on offense, defense. I think that they match up really well. They're very similar in a lot of ways. Um, and, and it's really going to come down to which offense produces in the fourth quarter for me. Yeah, one thing to kind of note in this, you mentioned guys, both the wide receivers. They had Johnny Wilson last year, and he did some, some great things for them. They really didn't have that second option. And so some of those names that you mentioned, Jaheim Bell, um, obviously Keon Coleman, what does it look like? And similar questions to what we've talked with Jaden Daniels, had the piece to come today, is they want to be more explosive. Well, now they Florida State feels like they might have some more weapons. How explosive can they be? So I do agree with you, Glenn, though. I think it's going to be one of those matchups that – Whoever kind of gets rolling late, it might be two heavyweights kind of, you know, uh, feeling each other out the first half just to yeah, kind of we, see different things. Yeah, we can't downplay the run game either. I think the 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 front seven for LSU is really going to have to show up and, and kind of shut that down early. Um, you know, I, I I haven't talked with anybody yet from Florida State. We're kind of doing a, a little bit of a back and forth on kind of what to expect from this game. And I had kind of asked them about the run game and just kind of what to expect from Florida State in that respect. And I, I do expect that they'll try to challenge LSU up front early in the game. I, I think that Travis is a really solid runner as a quarterback, but they also have some really interesting pieces in the backfield that, that, that they might try to – uh, force at LSU with without having a guy like Mason Smith there on the interior. They might they might challenge Jacoby and Guillory and uh, Jordan Jefferson and Jalen Lee guys that might be playing on the inside that they haven't really seen a whole ton of on film, uh, at least in LSU uniform. So uh, really, um, you know, just interested to see. I mean, this is the first game. This is Week One. This is um, kind of the opportunity here to learn a lot about the team and um, and and really a. a a game that you can't get more uh, just in terms of importance. It can't get more, more so than this one on Sunday. There, there's going to be all eyes on these two teams uh, in a Sunday night kind of game. And uh, I, I think, I think LSU is going to live it up, live up to it, but we'll see. I mean, I think that there's certainly lots of areas here that, that, you know, kind of leave you concerned, but also, op, uh, you know, kind of optimistic about the, the, the game on Sunday as well. Yeah, name to mention as well, Trey Benson, a guy that leads the running rushing attack for Florida State, going to be a name to watch in this one as well. Glenn, we'll go right back to you. Uh, what has LSU said about this Seminoles team? I mean, uh, you've talked with it. I think there's a great respect uh, for what Mike Norvell has going on in Tallahassee. Obviously, you talked about, uh, and, and Kelly talked about this um, on Monday, you know, look, there's a familiarity. Uh, you know, you know these things, but like Dylan said, a lot of new faces. What did you get the vibe from the early pressers this week of saying, hey, this is kind of what we think of Florida State and how's the team feeling coming into this game? Yeah, there's certainly a lot of respect there. I think just even from that game last year where you could make the case that LSU played about as poorly as they could and they still only lost by a point. Um, but I, I, I do think that they're – this is a completely different team in terms of mindset, in terms of preparation, and um, all the things that you wanted you wanted to see out of this team after that performance a year ago, almost to the day. Um, you know, you 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 think you've seen that, and I think that LSU mm -hmm. is a much different team this year. We're just talking with the players yesterday, or I guess on Tuesday. Um, you know, Jaden talked a lot about just kind of what an experience that was for him just kind of getting his feet wet with this team and really the offense, not having all of its stuff in yet. I mean, they, they were really 
um, kind of in the early stages of this rebuild last year and lots of new faces, lots of guys that um, you, know, you just didn't really know what to expect out of. And, and it's a very completely different feel this year. I mean, the foundation's there, the core is there uh, from last year and just kind of all the developments they were able to make this offseason. I think LSU feels really comfortable about where they're at right now. They think they have some 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 creativity and some explosiveness they're really going to be able to tap into with this matchup um talking with will campbell a little bit um he he went head to head with verse on a number of occasions in that game last year called it kind of his wake up welcome to the college experience kind of game uh was really grateful for that experience you know he talked about you know not playing his best but just that was a good indication to him of what he needed to work on. And he felt like he got better and better as the weeks gone on, as the weeks went on. And I couldn't agree more. I thought he was one of the better tackles in the SEC by season's end last year. And I think he's only built on that momentum this off season. Um, you know, we, we talked with a little bit uh, Greg Brooks and I mentioned the physicality part of these receivers and how they're going to need to be you know right up in their grill to have a chance here. I mean, the it's going to have to be a real, cohesive thing that I think defensively you're going to have to get pressure uh, from the front seven, maybe force Travis to throw some um, some balls sooner than maybe he wants to. And, and the second part of that is that the secondary has to be there to make plays, uh, break passes up, um, make it difficult on some of these lengthy, tall receivers. And uh, I think Greg Brooks kind of hit the nail on the head yesterday when he talked about just being physical with those guys and, um, you know, always being around the ball, not, not letting essentially them dictate where the ball goes, but you kind of breaking it up and uh, always being there around the ball. So that's that's going to be an emphasis, obviously, for the secondary that has pretty much new faces everywhere. And um, I'll, I'll be interested to see how that works out. But bottom line is I think this is a team that, that feels really good about where they're at right now. They have a lot of uh, experience on both sides of the ball. I think, you know, one to 11 on both sides, uh, offense, defense, this is as talented uh, as a team is, you know, LSU is going to face all season. Uh, and this is going to be a really good first matchup for a lot of these starters. So um, very interested to see how it happens. But uh, I do think that these players have kind of come in with a, with an understanding and kind of a knowledge that they feel like this is, this is the big game. This is a big one for us in terms of our long-term goals this season. We know we have to have it, um, but we also have to just take this thing one day at a time and, and hope the results – uh, play out in the preparation they've had the last week or so. Yeah, and to add on to that, I did a radio hit this morning, and the, the host asked me, they said, do you think there's a sense of revenge for this game? Look, they obviously want to win this football game. It's It stings what happened last year in New Orleans, but I think we also have to understand that everything that Brian Kelly has implemented is worry about self, worry about what's happening inside this locker room. And like you said, Glenn, things will take care of themselves on the field. And so – I think that's another aspect of, you know, is this a revenge game? Is this a game where, you know, they say, hey, they they took it to us last year. We want to win this year. Obviously it is. I don't think that's going to be the driving factor. I don't think emotions are going to be driving this team. It's like you said, and Jane Daniels said too, the preparation that this offense has done. Uh, wanting to showcase it. I love this quote. You can go and check it out on Go247's website uh, where we talked with Daniels yesterday. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When we work in the dark, those things come to light. And it kind of follows this theme of where, you know, LSU understands what Florida State is. You see the preseason night. They get those things. But the Tigers have been working on things that even us, the media, have not seen the to the full effect, especially offensively, that he, Daniel says it's going to come to the light on Sunday night. And so I think that is a reason to be excited about what this team can show and can do. Let's get to the final topic here of today's show, the keys to an LSU win, guys. Um, you can take – I mean, you could take as many as you want. We could also be here for an hour. But let's roll here, Dylan. What is maybe a key for you – what does LSU have to do to leave Orlando with a win? Um, do not let the run game get going. Um, because you lose Mason Smith, you have there's a, there is a trade off because Makai Wingo is uh, one of the best run defenders in the country, um, and Jacoby and Guillory. That's really where he 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 thrives. I would say mm-hmm. more so than a pass rush. Um, Makai Wingo, I do believe, improved as a pass rusher, but that's definitely still not his strength. So if you're going to have two tanks in the middle of your defense, uh, you're going to have to be able to defend the run. Um, because they, they did it well against Trey Benson last year, and kind of Florida State as a whole. They they really they had a good run defending team. You have Omar Spates at the linebacker, and then now the big question, as good as he is, is how good much as Harold Perkins improved as a run defender, uh, if he's going to be a playing linebacker. Um, you don't, whenever you lose that, that pass rush from Mason Smith and the athleticism to um, keep Jordan Travis at bay a little bit from the interior, the, the, the run defense really, really gets important. So if you can take away a little bit, one area of the game, uh, you can really focus on supplementing that pass rush. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Glenn, what about you? Is there maybe a stat or, or a key to this game that you feel like LSU has to hit on to win this game? Yeah, I, I do. I, I Just bouncing off of what Dylan said a little bit, I do think that the way that they use Harold Perkins in this game is going to be fascinating to watch um, because of kind of what he mentioned with the run game. I think this is a Florida State team that likes to get things going on the outside. They like to kind of bounce it out. Um, And so you're going to have to have kind of a team effort on the front seven. I think, you know, those edge rushers are going to have to be wary of of runners getting on on the perimeter. Um, And then you're going to have to use Perkins speed there as well to try to track down those runners, maybe keep an eye on on Travis, making sure he's not 
you know, darting every once in a while and, and, and keeping kind of his legs at bay too. Cause that's obviously a very important part of his game. Just much, just as much as it is like Daniels. So, um, but for me, I, I do think that for LSU kind of offensively, I'm looking at, cause I do think this is going to be kind of an offensively driven game. Um, I, I, I need LSU to kind of go out there and establish that they have a decent run game. I mean, I, I don't know that you saw that at all. At, at consistently last year i'm i'm super uh, interested to see kind of what the logan Diggs, josh williams noah kane trio looks like here in this first game what kind of evolution the offensive line and those starters have made in opening up some holes for the run game that's where it kind of starts for me i mean i i think lsu it, to win this game, they're going to have to have a really good offensive showing, but it can't be all on Jaden Daniels. I mean, he hmm. he had over 100 yards rushing in this game last year. He had 200 yards passing. He had a couple touchdowns. It felt like the entire offense last year was driven through him. I think LSU needs one of those running backs to really step up and have a big day, um, and, and that really opens things up for the offense the rest of the way. I, I just I'm looking at Diggs in particular. Um, you know, had a uh, conversation with Brian Kelly and on the SEC teleconference. And one of the questions he was asked was about Logan Diggs, um, obviously someone he's very familiar with and uh, recruited to Notre Dame and then got back here to Louisiana. Um, Diggs to me is kind of the guy in that running back room that if he hits LSU has something serious offensively, like he is a hmm. um, just a really versatile back. And Kelly talked about how, smart he is as a pass blocker how um how he can contribute in the passing game as well catching passes out of the backfield very hard runner very uh smart runner in terms of finding the the holes and, and hitting them hard um i i think that he could be kind of the biggest x factor of this entire game uh, i think lsu is going to lean into him um uh, from from an early early start in this game um and see if they can't try to open things up a little bit with him. And then obviously Kane and, and Williams sprinkled in as well. Um, but I, I really like what, what, what Brian Kelly said about Logan Diggs. We got a story up on it right now on the, on the site on just kind of the evolution of the run game. There's more clarity there. Um, and, and I think if you get going with the run game, I mean, it's a cliche in football, but if you start hot with the run, it really opens things up for you offensively. And then that's when I think we'll get to see Jaden take some shots, get aggressive downfield, really hit Malik neighbors for some big plays. Um, hopefully Brian Thomas, Aaron Anderson, Mason Taylor all get kind of their fixes in for this game as well. Um, so, yeah, I think that is going to be huge for me in terms of watching this game. Um, and and I, I think LSU, if they lean into the run game early and it works, uh, it's going to really bode well for them as the game goes on. Dylan went defense. Glenn goes offense. I'm going to stay offensive, and I'm going to get um, a little numbers heavy. It's a preview of one of my numbers to watch for this team heading into this game. Uh, coming in, starting in 2016, Florida State did not rank outside of the 100 but one time coming into last season, uh, total defense. Last season, they were 15th in total defense. That's yards per game given up. But here's the interesting stat heading into this one. This is where I think Jade Daniels and LSU has to hit. Against quarterbacks with high completion rates, LSU or Florida State was one and two last year. They did beat LSU 
Uh, Jane Daniels completed 71% of his passes last season against Florida State. But later in the season, Clemson and Wake Forest both had a 65% more higher completion rate uh, than you date back to 2021 when teams hit that 65% mark against the Knowles defense that uh, Florida State was 0-4. Overall, 1-12 under Norvell, Norvell defenses. Uh, that, that's where they've been and that's where they've sat. So I say this. I know last year Daniels completed a 71% rate. If what has happened in dark is truly to come to light and what we all anticipate for this offense to be more explosive, like you mentioned, Glenn, I mean, those weapons in the backfield not only to be utilized in the run game, but in the passing game. Uh, a guy like Aaron Anderson, we'd love to see utilizing the screen game. You know, other options, some of the younger receivers. Can Kyron Lacey be a guy that is physical over the middle of the field and in the red zone? All of that to say, I think if Daniels hits that 65 to 70% uh, completion mark with the idea of getting the ball more downfield and allowing these routes to develop, I think that's hard to stop. And, and I know that Florida State you know, feels good about their defense coming in. I respect that. I just think that offensively, even to us, the media, I know there's kind of a varied opinion on you know what is this offense going to look like just due to the fact we haven't seen – a lot of the tricks in the bag, and that's understandable during fall camp. We're not going to see all those types of things, but I think that I think LSU is going to have some plays dialed up. I think Denbrock is excited, especially with that tight end room. Didn't even mention you know those options. Uh, yeah. Glenn, I don't know if you're a betting man, but Glenn is putting his entire life savings into Camorian Pimpton being a breakout player this year, and I love that because I think this is a guy that could be really, really uh, good. Mason Taylor as well. So overall, I think if Daniels can hit that 65 to 70 percent completion mark and continue that R and you know average yards per attempt. If we see that climb, it's going to be really hard to start stop this offense, especially Glenn, when you combine um, the run game. If you get that run game established, and Josh Williams said this, you can't. He, he said this, I guess it was last week. We can't help Jaden if we're not running the football. Yeah. You can't. It, it, all this talk about him being a Heisman candidate. If we don't help him by establishing the run, it's going to be one of those things. So, guys, I know we did predictions last week. Kind of final thoughts. Glenn and I are going to be in the building. Dylan, I know you're going to be watching this game. Dylan, we'll start with you. How do you feel like this game shakes out on Sunday night? Um, you know, we, it, it, before I give my my final prediction, I do want to, want to give a shout-out to one more player that I think either is not does not have a stat in this game or change the game on one play, and that's going to be Chris Hilton. Um, and it's it's he has the ability. Uh, you know, Florida State doesn't have any track stars, which I, I say knowing Shaheem Brown played track, but it was relay. So is it really track? Uh, you said, <laughs> and um, Chris Hilton has the chance, I think, to take the top off of a defense. Um, and especially this one, like Akeem Dent, as good as he is, is not the fast. He's quicker than he is fast. Shane Brown is a is a former linebacker, so you know it's not like he's playing. He's coming a former receiver playing defensive back. Mm -hmm. It's they have. I think they have the ability to have their top taken off, and I am uh, I am really really interested to see that uh, to see if that if that is something that they can take advantage of um and so with that i will go my final prediction my final score i've been tossing and turning it's kept me up at night i didn't know where this game was gonna go i uh i, I woke up screaming in the middle of the night uh saying oh no 
what are we gonna do? But I, I'm gonna go thirty two to twenty eight. LSU? You picking LSU, LSU to win? LSU. Oh, yeah, LSU. That was the important part. We need to know who you had. That was the important part. I forgot, I forgot that was the, the important 32-28. part. 32-28. Glenn, how about you? Where, are you? where are you rolling with this? Where are you sitting with us? I know in our predictions thing, you felt good about this game. Yeah, I did. I kind of felt really all along that if LSU kind of plays the way that they did towards the end of last season um, in a vacuum, that that – this, this was a, a game that they could absolutely win. And, like, I, I haven't gotten off that at all. I think that LSU kind of wins this uh, in the, you know, kind of, a like I said, a fourth quarter kind of battle where I think both offenses are kind of in a groove. And whichever offense, I think, gets the ball last, whichever offense kind of has the most consistency in the second half, I think is the one that wins this game. I, I have LSU at 33-30. Um mm-hmm. Maybe a last second Damian Ramos field goal. Anybody? Ooh, a little redemption maybe a little factor. Bit, maybe a little redemption, a little bounce back for for Ramos. Um, but no, I, I think that that's going to be it's going to be a tight game. I, I don't I don't expect it to be a ten point or higher kind of game. I, I think it'll fall somewhere in the seven to three range in terms of score. You know, in terms of distance and score, but um, yeah, but uh, just kind of a, another final thought here. I, I don't think we should um, exclude the importance of Aaron Anderson as the return man in this game. Ooh. I think he is probably the most dynamic return guy LSU's had in like five or six years. I mean, it's been a while since LSU's had a guy that I've, I've that I have felt personally this good about in the return game. Um, I think if he can flip the field for you once, twice, that that could also be a huge difference in whether or not you win this game. I think he um, is going to be an, a big X factor. And like you said, Bryce, how they use him out of the screen game and short yardage. I mean, we saw it in fall camp. His change of direction is just absurd. And like if you if he if you if you miss, if you whiff on him on the first time, he's off to the races down the field and he's very hard to catch. So um, I, I do think that he's a guy that people should be circling as, as a potential change of pace, maybe once, maybe twice uh, in special teams. He makes a big play. But, um, yeah, I, I think LSU wins this game in a, in a nail biter and um, gets their season off to a really good start. Man, I think you guys have sold me. I think you've sold me to flip my pick. Uh, if you read the article that uh, we put together over the weekend, I did pick LSU to finish 10-2 and two in the season with losses to Florida State and Alabama. But now, as I get more into this game and really hearing the comments from Jay Daniels, I understand I shouldn't be swayed by too much, but I really do believe that this offense has been working on things, not just that we haven't seen in fall camp, but things I don't think – Maybe even some of the coaching staff understands the bonds between Daniels and some of these receivers that were built during the summer, you know, when coaches aren't watching, during the rest of the offseason when coaches aren't watching. I think it has a chance to be a really fun game offensively. And you mentioned, too, this is a game where, look, I think LSU knows front seven-wise they're going to be pretty good. But this is a chance to kind of signal to the rest of the college football world on a national stage, primetime Sunday night game, hey, we're going to be really good, and we are a contender. We're not one of those dark horse contenders for the playoff. We are a team that can go to Atlanta, beat a Georgia. We can go to a playoff and beat somebody and see what happens. Um, I like LSU in this game. The spread's two and a half. I would take the Tigers. Um, Dylan, I was almost identical. I had it written down before, but I would say 31-27. I think we're all in kind of that category of it being a really close game. 
Uh, you know, uh, I don't really of, know how know. they get to 32, but I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it. At That's fine. That's I've seen teams do it before. That's completely okay. I'm going 31-27. I think that we all kind of agree this is going to be a game that is decided in the fourth quarter, crunch time. And, Glenn, out of all our predictions, I hope yours happens. I hope that we get to see Damian Ramos uh, knock one, too, not just because of Ramos getting to talk to him, but because of – uh, the TikTok that he's going to make afterwards, it'll be absolutely amazing. I know I know how they get to 32, Dylan. Uh, a block extra point. Oh, oh. Ooh, okay, okay. Ooh. A little salt in the wound there, a little salt in but, the wound, um, but hey. I mean, that is true. <laughs> that is true. You know what? You know, just for good vibes reasons, I'm going to go 33-28. 33-28. Dylan goes 33-28. I go 31-27. Glenn goes 33-30. We'll be in the building. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, make sure to stay tuned to the social media channels for the latest content. Head over to go 24-7. Head over to our website. Make sure you get that subscription. Good deal about to come out as well. Going to be a lot of fun for you to be a part of all the VIP content. We're going to have wall-to-wall coverage as we get ready for folks I think this can be, we look back, one of the games of the year. Uh, this really has a chance to be one of the highlight marquee games of the 2023 season, and your Tigers get to play in it in week one. The only week one matchup that pits two top-ranked teams against each other. going to be very interesting to watch as well. This has been another episode of the Go 24-7 Podcast. We appreciate you over on the YouTube channel. Keep that subscriber count climbing. We're excited to continue to do that. We're going to have a recruiting pod, the live show on Monday night. Make sure you tune in. We're going to hang out, talk some ball, and talk about our thoughts and hear your thoughts on the LSU-Florida State matchup, hopefully after a big Tiger win in Orlando. We'll catch you next time. This has been another episode here on the Go 24-7 podcast. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.